you were wondering why we had those stanchions up there. Um, they were pretty, but they were necessary. <laughs> we just need to fence in everybody. Uh, Evan, you look really good as a six-foot elf. <laughs> I'm wondering why you have your uh, iPhone in your tights. <laughs> looks, looks real good, man. It's a good look for you. Awesome. Hey, you're just, everybody's glad I'm not wearing tights, all right? Don't laugh too loud. Come on now. Oh my goodness, y'all are rude before Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. You feeling good? Man, we're going to have an awesome Christmas. Hey, why don't you pray with me uh, and we'll jump in. Father, we pray. God, thank you for a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas season already. Father, thank you that you're speaking to us. Thank you for a great service already. God, thank you for our wonderful kids. And God, thank you that we have so many things, God, that you've blessed us with. Father, we're praying, God, that we would remember those at this moment. And Father, we're, we're so grateful, especially for your son, God, as we celebrate this season, God, that you sent your son here to save us. Father, we're praying that, God, we would all remember that. Jesus, we love you so much. In your name we pray. Come on, everybody said amen. 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 Uh, just so you know, uh, Jess just didn't decide to play hooky today. Uh, Watson's not feeling good this morning, so that was a little sad because he was going to sing. But it's also a little bit, like, good that he, you know, just so I don't have to worry about what he was going to do up here. <laughs> So that also <laughs> helped my uh, sanity for a little bit. But if you could be praying for him, I'm sure he's going to be right as rain just a little bit. Um, but uh, we, we uh, last week we were talking to him. We're, we're still trying to get him uh, situated around Christmas because really, like, you know, now he's three. He, uh, he understands the presence part of Christmas real well. Like that, he's got that thing really down, and uh, we're still trying to work out. He's got the Santa thing down as well. We're still working out the Jesus uh, being born during Christmas. Thing, you know, but that's going to come. In, in Jesus' name, please, God, help me. Because uh, <laughs> so, I don't want him to keep yelling that Santa was born at Christmas at me every time I tell him about Jesus. And uh, so we, uh, we tried another, we're trying to teach him some other things. So they're like, okay, hey, can you tell us all Santa's reindeer? And he Looked at me, goes, yeah. I said, okay, who are they? And he goes, uh, Rudolph, Sven. And I was like, you're missing it. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, yeah. Frozen Christmas, same thing, yeah. Uh, and, then he looked, and then he goes, and Pastor Ben. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I said, what? And he goes, Pastor Ben. And then he goes like this. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I, I told Jess, I was like, wow, God, who is teaching him this stuff? Who is teaching him this? And, and then I, you know, realizing that, you know, as a kid, and you parents, you, you've been doing this way longer than Jess and I. We're only three years in. But you realize, kids, you, you teach them everything. You know, like, you have to teach them everything. And some of your parents, you know, some of your parents are like, yeah, we taught them some good things and we taught them some other things. And, uh, you know, because here's the thing about kids, they're, they don't come ready-made. Kids don't come and they got it all down, okay? They, they don't, they, that doesn't happen. You've got to teach them stuff because, you know, they're, they're growing. They're in different seasons 
of their life. And the truth is, this is what kind of made everybody, uh, when Jesus was born, uh, this is where a lot of people miss the boat on uh, why are we even celebrating? Why are there angels? Why are there, what? because they were looking for God to do something right now and to fix their situation right now. They weren't looking for a baby. They were looking for a king. In fact, that's what King Herod was doing, even though that they were looking for this baby. He was worried, that, okay, this is the king. This, they were looking for somebody who was gonna come and rescue them from their situation. A lot of us, man, we, some of us are believing for God to do something in our life. Uh, we've been believing for a week. Or we, some of us have been, it's been months, and we're like, God, are you going to do something? And that's, that's great. I love that you have faith. But some of you have been believing for a year for something to change. Okay, some of you have been believing for more years. Some of you have been like 10 years strong believing for God to do something in your family's life or your life. Or maybe some of you have been, you know, it's 25 years. You've been thinking, God, are you going to ever do this? I'm going to keep believing, okay? And we would all look at somebody who's having faith for 25 years like, wow, way to go, way to stay strong. Think about what God's people were at this moment. They're 400 years believing that God was going to send the Messiah. And when he did, they missed it. Because one of the reasons they missed it, because they were looking for a king and not a baby. Because they forgot, like a lot of us forget, that God works in stages and in seasons. And Christmas time is a wonderful time to remember that. That God works in stages. It wasn't just all done. It wasn't just when the angel came to Mary and said, okay, you're going to, uh, you're going to be the mother of the Savior of the world. Um, immediately, a 12-year-old boy did not pop up. There were stages, right? There were seasons that Mary had to walk through, hard seasons, but seasons nonetheless that she had to walk, that we even read in Luke 2, where we read, oh, this is Christmas time, where it says, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. The time came, the time came, meaning that there were this season, and then this season came, and then there's going to be another season. There are stages and seasons in all of our lives, and we've got to understand that this is how God moves in your life. And some of us are busy hating or wanting a new season or wanting to try to get into a new stage and not realizing, hey, God's just moving from season to season to season to season in my life. And I, and I want to be okay with that. Christmas time was the start of something beautiful. It wasn't the finished work. Right? When Jesus was born, no one said it was finished. He said that on the cross. Why? God moves in stages and seasons. If that, if that can get down in our hearts, help us so much. God moves in stages and in seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, for everything, everything, there is a season. Come on, everything. There is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Genesis chapter 8 talks about this, uh, and um, I've been reading this scripture 
lately, verse 22 says, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, which if you live in Oklahoma happens in the same week, <laughs> and, and day and night, seasons, changes, stages. This is how God is. This is how God operates. This is the things that we all need to understand. And the truth about seasons is just a couple of them. One of them is, is this. You don't and I don't get to pick our season. We don't get to pick our season. I'm going to say that again so that really sinks. We don't get to pick our season. Meaning that there are seasons that God is bringing you into and that God is keeping you in, or that God is moving you in, and God is the one who is doing the seasons, not you. And the moment that we start trying to take the rudder or the wheel or whatever you want to say and say, I'm going to pick my season, and I'm going to, we get out of God's best for us. And we start leaving, leaving God's growing and God's moving and blessing in our life when we start thinking that it's time to pick my season. Your season is not Baskin-Robbins 31 flavors. You can go up and say, let me try a little of that. Let me try a little of that. Let me try that. This, 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 this. And, and you get to pick whatever. No, no, no. God is bringing you and moving you into seasons. I, I, I've had so many, uh, I remember conversations, still have some conversations with people that, uh, that are, are real quick to talk about whatever season they're in. But then when either opportunity or hardship happen, they change seasons. Like this, I, I, I've talked to people, I'm in a single, I'm in a season of singleness. I'm, I'm not dating. I'm just, just single. God has me right here. I, you know what? I love it. Love, love being single. I love right now at this moment, God, ha it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's just the season God has me in, and it is great until somebody asks him out on a date. All of a sudden, then that season ends real quick. I thought you were in a season where you're going to be single. Oh, now God just fast-forwarded. Oh, did God do that, or was the app that you downloaded do that for you? But, you know, but we'll hide. We'll put God on everything to move us. You know, I just, I am called to this job. God gave me this job. I'm supposed to be in this job. Wow, this is my season for this job. And then you're like, but I got this other offer, so I'm going to go to this other uh, place over here. Well, did God do that, or did you putting out your resume on monster.com do that? Uh, so many of us, because of either opportunity or hardship, want to fast forward and move through our season and not realize that your faithfulness, come on, your faithfulness in this season will determine your fruitfulness in the next. Your faithfulness in this season will determine your fruitfulness in the next. And so don't, don't, don't run through and just, well, I want to pick this season. I like this season. I like how that other person is living in their life. Or, and you start comparing and your contentment is destroyed because you can't sit down in the season that God has placed you in at this moment. 
I don't know if they do this anymore, but I, uh, when I was growing up in first grade, they gave you like this little styrofoam cup. They filled it with some soil and they put a seed in it. Did anybody do that? Anybody? No. Okay. Nobody did this. Let me explain to you what this was. So I was, uh, so they, they were like, okay, we're going to teach you how the seed grows. And so, uh, you had to put your name on it and, uh, put it on the windowsill and you had to water it every day. And and then you'd see, you know, how it grows. Well, I was getting bored after the first three days of looking at just dirt. So I, every day, when the teacher wasn't watching, I stuck my finger in there, rooted around, found the seed, looked at it, and thought, oh, neat, and then put it away. Well, getting along like a week, a week and two weeks down the line, I remember seeing everybody else's cups start having like, Leaves and things sprouting out of this one girl. I don't know if she put miracle grow on it or what she did, but she had like 18 leaves out of it. She's like, look at this. And I'm like, and I'm looking at dirt still. And my teacher said, Ben, the reason, I remember, I still remember her saying this. The reason it's not growing is because you keep messing with it. And how many of us keep messing with with the season that God has us in. Because we feel like we're being buried and we're not planted. And so we're like, God, just get me out of this. No, God's got you there for a reason. Maybe you not being seen right now is a good thing. So God can work on you. Maybe, Maybe right now there's some stuff that needs to be hidden so that you can grow into the person that God has called you to be. Don't be so quick to pick a season and get out of something. Because it really doesn't work that way. God doesn't want us to work that way. Another thing that's true, there are some things, this is about seasons, there are some things that are always in season. Like, you know, we we buy some produce and stuff like that at the uh, supermarket, some is in season, some's out of season, you know, whatever. There are some things in your life that are always in season. One, one of them is serving. I'm going to say that again. One of them is serving. It's always in season. There is never uh, it's all about me season. Okay? Everybody, there is not a it's all about me season. Some of your parents are like, tell my kid that, please. But there's not an all about me season. God never puts us in that season. Because serving always is in season. There is never a time that we don't serve each other. There is never a time that you don't serve in your marriage. There is never a time you don't serve in your church. There is never a time you don't serve in your community. There's never a time that, now, if you're trying to run yourself ragged because you feel you got to earn somebody's love by serving them, that's a different thing. That's not healthy. But I am saying there are moments where we kind of put to pull back and say, well, it's not my time, but I want to tell you right now, there is always time to serve because serving is always in season. There was a moment where Jesus was saying, hold on for a second. There was a moment where Jesus told his mom, it's not my time. Y'all remember this story? This this was, they, they were in, they were at a wedding. Everybody was hanging out, having a great time, and they ran out of wine, and and, and, and all of a sudden, Mary's like, Jesus knows what to do. And she goes over to Jesus and said, hey, 
I ran out of wine. It's going to be embarrassing for everybody. You got to fix this. And he says, Mom, it's not my time. And then she turns, she goes, do whatever he says. Tell servants. Like, I'm mom, you don't really count. So do whatever he says. And what did Jesus do? Even after he said, it's not my time, what did he do? Did a miracle. Why? Because serving is always in season. There's never a time where we don't serve and we don't put ourselves second and let other people become first. Because Jesus said, if you want to be the, the greatest of all, you become the what? The, the servant of all. The servant of all. Another thing that's always in season is community. There is not an isolation season where you're like, I'm just going to be by myself. Do you know what happens when you are by yourself? You get dumb. You start saying things to yourself that's just not right. Some of you, you, you feel like you're connected by how much social media you consume, but you're not connected. You're in this bubble that is lying to you, that says you know, no, 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 no. You're, by, you're actually more by yourself than you realize. And, and you need people around you. Community is, is always needed. In fact, I was watching this on National Geographic Alliance Hunt, uh, and you guys, a lot of you probably know this. Uh, they, they try to separate you from the herd. Because when sometimes... When you think, oh, if I isolate myself, I'll be the most protected. But when you isolate yourself, you're actually the most vulnerable to some of the dumbest things you could believe. And some of you have isolated yourself because you got hurt because of the herd. Some people said some things to you that shouldn't, they shouldn't have said. Some people did some things to you that they shouldn't have done. Some people have, uh, they broke your trust when they shouldn't have broke your trust. They, they, uh, they, they, they did things that have hurt you so bad that you say, I'll never, ever open myself up to those people again. And your life and your world has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And you think, this is how I can protect myself. But in actuality, you are making yourself more vulnerable. To attack because the enemy is always looking for the person who's isolated, who's by themselves. And so I, I'm telling you, that's why it's so important. One of the best spiritual things you could do for your life, if you find yourself isolated, get on our New Heart Church app, get on there, look through all of the different connect groups and get in one of those groups and open up your life to people again and be around people again. This is something you've got, come on church, this is something we gotta fight for. This is something that you cannot just lean back and hopefully I'll be in some kind of community. This is something you gotta fight for and it's something that you gotta fight for for your marriage. You gotta, you gotta have other people who are married in your life and you got to have other friends in your life and it can't just be your world getting smaller and smaller and smaller and thinking that this is how I'm going to protect myself. I know it takes a step to be vulnerable. I know it takes a step to get out again. Believe me, I know that. I, I know that there's moments where you feel like this is too hard for me, but those are the moments where God is going to invade your life again and I'm telling you, there are great people that want to 
to be a part of your life, that want to encourage you, that want to help you, that want to be the people that you've always wanted and believed for. There are those people out there for you, but it takes you getting vulnerable and saying, I need community in my life. I I need to connect again. I'm not going to live my life hurt any longer. I'm not going to live my life walking wounded. I'm going to ask God to help and heal me, and then I'm going to jump back into community. Another thing that's always in season is generosity. That's, that there's not a Scrooge season that God gives you. This is why tithing is so important to us, because it's not just that, yes, God commands us to give that first 10%, but it's also this wonderful, beautiful tool that teaches us that uh, I don't want to have Uh, my money control my life. And every time I give and every time I'm generous and every time I I, I give to God and I give to other people and I I look for ways to be generous in my life, all of a sudden I, I realize more and more that money does not have me. And I, I can have money, but money doesn't have me. And general generosity is that tool that continues to keep you moving in any season that you have because it's always it's always in season this last uh this last truth about seasons and and i'm saying this again because um when you think about the christmas time you think about uh this was a season this was a start jesus being born was a start it was not the end because god is a god of seasons the God of stages. So uh, I'll say this one, uh, and this one's probably the, uh, might be the hardest one for, for a lot of us. Love your season. Love your season. Come on, church. Love your season. Love your season. Wherever you're at, love that season. When we had Watson, we, uh, Jess and I were so pumped, so excited. Best gift God could ever give us. And then two days after we left the hospital and went home, I realized that something very important, that babies don't sleep through the night. And, and, and then I realized something equally as important, that, that when you don't get uh, good sleep, after days and days and days, you start really thinking weird thoughts. Amen. And that's why some of you parents, can, can I just say for parents that have newborns and kids that are, have, we have lots of grace for you. Because, uh, because we, we don't think you're crazy. We just know that you're not getting any sleep. And I, I remember uh, at this moment, I, I remember having, I, I think I was probably four or five weeks in. And I had some real baby fog going on in the head. And I started praying. I said, God, please let him sleep. Just six hours altogether, please, God. Like six, I, I, that's all I'm I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for world peace. I'm just asking for one baby to sleep. Six, you created them to sleep. You can make him sleep. <laughs> and so make him sleep. For six, and I'm, I'm going through every, I don't know if you've ever had prayers like this to God where you like literally lay out all the reasons why you're right. 
I was literally doing that prayer. I was like, God, this isn't even for me. This is for our church. I'm preaching some really weird sermons because I can't think right. And so I need, I need you to help at this moment and just get this. This is for other people. It's not even for me. And I'm trying to anything and everything. And, and then, you know, he, he starts sleeping through the night. And I don't know if it was a prayer or anything. I mean, he just grew up and slept. And then as he grows up, he starts eating all these different foods besides formula and then starts creating these wonderful creations in his diaper that was like, just like a demon ate Indian food all his life. I, I it was the work, and so I'm like, I, I'm telling Jess, I'm like, I, I can't stand cleaning any more of these things, these, these whatever this is, because this isn't even regular like human poo. This is something else that is. I don't know what this. Is. I don't want to do this anymore, Jess. And also, I don't want to spend money buying more of these. So that we have to do more of the, uh, you know, when is he going to ever, you know, I'm going through my mind. And then I started realizing that I'm just so discontent in every season that I am in with him. That I, 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 just, I had to take a step back and I'm like, why am I not okay here? And can I just say that for, like, how many times have you caught yourself? doing that at your job or in your marriage or in your life or when am I ever going to or when is this ever going to come on? Am I the only one that has felt like this before where you, you, you maybe take a step back and you feel like I'm always just, I want to just love where I'm at. But this is where we fight because we, we, have, we have things that we believe that God has for us in our future but can we hold that and hold contentment to where you just love the season that you're at right now? That we love the season where we are right now? Who would ever say, I, I got this great movie. Man, I, this person told me about this great movie. You want to watch this movie? Yeah, let's watch this movie together. So they all get together. We all sit down. We got the popcorn going. We got everything going. It's going to be awesome. We're, everybody's excited about it. We got movies for day. This is all. Oh, let's do this thing. I mean, and, and I don't know if you love movies or not. I love movies. Um, and, and so we just went to, uh, I, I just saw the new Spider-Man movie. And, uh, and it was, uh, okay, you guys were more loud about that than so many things about the Lord. You should judge yourself later. Uh, I want to say. I was in the theater, and it was packed, and people were clapping and yelling, and it was so fun and awesome. And, and, I, and if we were sitting there, ready to watch this movie, and then somebody came in and said, okay, all right, everybody ready? We're all ready, got popcorn on this stuff. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to fast forward to the last 10 minutes, because that's when it really happens. There would be a revolt, Right? All of us would be so mad because that's not the movie. But we treat our life like this. We want just to fast forward to the end part where it's all together. That's not the movie. It's not your life. The meaning, if, if I was looking at a movie, the meaning is in the middle. 
And can I remind us all that the meaning is in the middle? And there might be some stage right now. Let's all stand to our feet. I want to talk for just a little bit and then we're going to pray. There's, there might be some stages, some seasons right now that you don't like or that you wish would just happen faster. And I want to remind you that there's something happening in that season that's really important. And I know you're just dying for God to hit the fast forward button and just get us done and get us over and let's go. Listen, I get that. There, and, and I get that there are some hard things. I'm not trying to trivialize or diminish the hard things that we all face and the things that just feel like they're eating up all my energy and I got nothing left and I just want to be done with it. I, I understand that. But at the same time, I want to remind and encourage all of us that there is a reason. There is a moment and a reason for the season that you're in. And it is so important for every one of us to get that. And to not just get it, but to love it. To not just say, okay, this is, this is my season, I'll just frustrate myself and just, you know, wait till it's, no, no, no. To actually love it. Let me talk to you just for a second, some of you. And if you would, let's all, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Just you and God at this moment. Let me say these words for maybe some of you. And as I was praying and thinking about this weekend, the best way I could describe what I felt like God said to me is that some of you are in a winter season. Not all, but some. Where it feels dark, it feels like nothing's growing, it feels like there's more loneliness than you want or care to admit. And it doesn't feel warm and happy. And in fact, it annoys you when you see other people in a different season and you're like, why can't that be me? Why am I here in this season in my life? Why is this so hard at this moment? Why have I worked and working so hard, but I see no growth and I see no leaves and I see no nothing and I just, I, I, I'm just frustrated. And as I was praying for you and, and feeling like God said this to me for you, I, I want to say this about the winter season, that what happens in winter, I, I I was reading this, and it felt like this was God's word for some of you. This might not be for all of you, but this is just for some of you. That as I read about winter and what happens to trees in winter, I felt like this is for some of you. The water that is normally in the trunk of the tree and in the limbs of the tree goes down deep into the roots of the tree during winter. And it allows the roots to grow down deep. So that when summer comes, those roots are deep enough to grab the water that it needs 
to grow and to flourish the way it needs to flourish. I want to let you know right now, some of you, right now, some of you, I know I'm talking to some of you right now so clearly, some of you, you need to know right now your roots are going down deep. God is giving you strength in your roots. Your roots are growing. You can't, maybe you can't see it right now. Maybe it doesn't look like things are growing right now, but your roots are growing down deep. They are getting down where they need to go. And don't get frustrated about the season that you're in right now because God is having your roots grow down deep so that when summer comes, come on, when summer comes, you're gonna be so, so glad that you stay planted in that winter season. Father, I pray for every single person in this room, every person watching online right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that they would feel the strength that comes from your spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that God, you would give them inner strength. Father, I pray that they would feel peace that only comes from you. Father, I pray that joy would fill their life. God, maybe even in the roughest moments of their life, in the moments where they feel like they're by themselves. Father, I pray that they would feel joy that comes from you. God, I pray that you would uplift them in this moment. Father, I pray that, God, they would feel strength that comes from you. Father, I pray that they would be the parents that you've called them to be. God, I pray that you would uh, anoint every relationship that they have. Father, I pray that they would date the way that you would want them to date. Father, I pray that, God, that we'd have the marriages that you always have called us to have. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that the job situation would work out the way that they need to work out. Father, I pray that that depression, God, and that thought and that anxiety and the worry, God, would not have would not have the anchors that they have anymore. They would loosen in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that anger and resentment, God, that's been there for so long. Father, I pray, God, that that stuff would start to dissipate in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that, God, every single thing that feels like it's a weight God would be released right now in the name of Jesus Christ and father I pray that God every single one of us God would look to you God you are our source in every season and every moment God we can look to you father I pray for every person who doesn't have a relationship with you father right now in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that today would be a new day. God, they would give their heart and their life to follow you with everything inside of them. God, you would forgive them of every mistake. And God, you would make them a new person. God, they put their whole trust in your name. And in your son's name, Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray as we go out through this week, God, we would absolutely feel the power. Father, we would feel your hand around our life as we walk through any season and every season.